Welcome. I'm Lauren Rosen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Kelly Frankie, licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is Purely OCD. Kelly and I are OCD specialists who happen to also be in recovery from OCD ourselves. Each week we meet to talk about all things OCD, one topic at a time. You may notice we try to bring a little levity and humor to our discussion around this deeply painful disorder, as this has been a very powerful tool for our own recovery as well as our clients. We tend to cover obsessions, compulsions, and exposures. There's also a Q&A at the end. If you would like, you can join us in the future. We meet on Mondays at 1230 Pacific time on Instagram Live. And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD. Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. Hello. Hi. How how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm well. I'm excited to to be here. Me too. Talking talking some OCD. Like, yeah. You know, our favorite thing to talk about. This is true. This is true. I actually floated an idea past Kelly this morning via text that we we could talk about in real time, see if it if it resonates with everyone. I want to do a a series for the holidays called uh my favorite things, kind of like they used to do on the big like talk shows, right? Like didn't yeah, Oprah yeah, do yeah, that yeah. or something, but about remember. OCD. Yes. What I don't know. Thoughts? Like like our favorite things about talking about OCD, like our favorite topics on it. <laughs> I think what I mean is like a, a little bit sarcastically. Totally. Like, I mean like yeah. our favorite topics though. Yeah. And our favorite like ways in which OCD uh, is a but hole. Yeah. Butthole. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so let's see the date is December the 6th. So December the 6th, 2021, which means we would probably have a couple where we talk about it till January, like three or four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. I like it. I like it. Doing it live. And if you have any questions, throw them in the question art box. Somebody's going to get really sick of me saying that after a while, but oh well. It has to be said. It has to be said. <laughs> Someone has got to say it. And we're happy to sort of answer any questions or, you know, if anyone has any, any parts of OCD that they find particularly sticky or frustrating, like feel free to to comment, we'll try and, and catch them as they go by in the comment section, or you can just throw them in the question mark box too for discussion points, because ultimately the idea here is that if we all can sort of have a laugh that like, oh, wow, that thing, that OCD thing, that's, that's one of my favorites. Then when it comes up, there's this association um, with it that I think is a little bit more helpful. Yes. And if the, the chances are, if you have that question, other people do as well. So yep. definitely ask. Yep. Agreed. So with that being said, what are some of our favorite tricks that OCD plays? Well, there's the classic content hopping that we talk about all the time. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> AKA whack-a-mole. Yes. 
Um, there's also one where it's, you know, uh, and I lost it. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. It's ex- it was like, it was like a dandelion. Just Is that what those Into are? Dan- air. Yeah. 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 It'll come back. Yeah, maybe. Well, let's, maybe we unpack a little bit of what, what whack-a-mole means because, mm-hmm. you know, for anyone who's new to this realm or maybe it's self-explanatory, but maybe not. Right. It's when you're hitting a content area, it's like putting the helium balloon underwater, like going hard at something and then boop, it pops up forcefully in another area. And you're mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. I thought that that was gone. Right. I thought we dealt with that. Yes. That is in a nutshell, whack-a-mole. Yes. Um, I wasn't even feeling anxious about that one anymore. Why is that one bothering yeah. you now? What's that or, about? Or it's something totally new. Yeah. Or it's something new. This is very true. Um, oof, yeah. That one's brutal. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. something special too. That's also another whole other thing we can well, talk about for favorite things. Man, well, that's the, yeah, the, the, it's so, but this one's different. This one's different. And my OCD is the worst too. Absolutely. And I would love to have some other, uh, yeah, some other OCD. That would be better. I've been hearing that a lot lately and I'm like, wow, I haven't heard that in a while. Like what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that it's been coming up a lot recently. Mm-hmm. It's so hard and, and I, I understand why people think it because of course, if a content area isn't your content area, the chances are it's not triggering to you. <laughs> right. So, I know it's going to feel just as. I- oh, I think we have a connection Uh-oh. issue with Miss Frankie. Can you uh, see me? Yep. Yep. I can see and, and hear, um, I'm realizing that there are some questions coming by in the feed. And again, if you can throw them in the question mark box, that would be great. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, did you lose me entirely? Only for like 10 seconds. Okay. So making sure no solid. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I think people get really hung up on this idea that when they're doing exposures, it's like, okay, well, it's just this. And the reality is, is it's not that simple. We're doing exposures to generate this uncomfortable feeling of uncertainty across the board for it to generalize. And um, oftentimes when we're first starting off doing exposures with people, you'll notice like this maybe this ur- urge is stronger flare ups in other content areas. Mm. So it feels a little whack-a-mole-ish, but. No, but it's such a good point that you bring up is that if, if we look at the goal of exposure work as, as learning how to tolerate the feeling, then yeah. it does generalize. Then it's got, it doesn't have to do with the content. So then when the content jumps, it's like, it doesn't matter. Totally. But early on though, I think it's such a hard concept of, you know, accepting the uncertainty. So general, the generalization doesn't happen until they've moved into acceptance of us. Yeah. (laughs) Which might take some time as we know, because I can 
tell you right now, I move in and out of uncertainty acceptance all the time. I've probably done it like 15 times today already. Yeah. Today's an exceptional day, but (laughs) definitely an outlier. It's so true though. It's yeah. Like the in and out of like, Oh, the, just the sort of getting caught in the compulsions almost unknowingly, unwittingly, and then going like, oh, wait, I'm back in the trying to fix uncertainty mode, but there's no fix to uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I had a, a question for our, for our viewers here about this, about like whether or not they, you know, how, like, I mean, it's hard to do. We can't do a poll, but I guess, you know, does this idea of, I'm going to, I'm going to accept general uncertainty resonate with you guys. Do you think that you can apply that? And, and is there, we can't give direct advice on here, but I'd, I'd love to have some sort of a dialogue around that because I do think it's such an important concept. It is an important concept. And, you know, as therapy progresses, usually (laughs) uh, (laughs) with our clients, you'll notice that they do start to go, Oh, wait, thinking about all this, anything, whether I think it's OCD or unrelated, it's useless to ruminate on this. And I have to accept that ultimately uncertainty is all there is. Right. Yes. And that the, like the, just the attempts to control it or get rid of it that, you know, it's this, that's the problem, right? That that's the yeah, because of the fact that, like you were saying, that they're the only thing that exists is uncertainty. And so, but looking at it in those sort of broad strokes, and I see a couple people saying, like, yeah, only every single day, right? But yeah. understanding it on that level is a game changer. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, and, and interesting, somebody just said that it takes a long time for the generalization to occur, sometimes like after a major flare up. And I think that that's true because of what we started this conversation with, which yeah. is, but this time it's different, which in the moment can be so compelling. Now, if you've been through a number of different flare-ups, you're probably going to get to a point where you're like, oh, oh, it's it's feeding me the this one's different storyline. Okay. I Yeah, I've seen this one before. Um, right. It's special. Yeah, but it's not. None of it's none of it's special. No. <laughs> Except that we're going to annihilate it. That's the only specialness about it. Well, the specialness is, is in us because we're annihilators and warriors. <laughs> yep, I agree with that. Um but yeah, uh, uh the yeah, the just sort of generalizing and the the keeping it broad. I, it's hard because it's the the content is so intense sometimes that the idea it might even sound flippant to hear Kelly and I say like, oh well, the content doesn't matter or mm. um, or none of it's special because then you you know and us both having been there. Now I'm thinking right now of your experience, a lot of, of obsessions related to your child. And mm-hmm. of course it feels special. And of course it, it, it the experience yeah. is, Oh, this is different. Um, right. but at the same token, 
taking any of the content seriously, even if the ideas or concepts are in theory, like if they did come to pass, would be serious. We still can't take the thoughts like nailed they're serious. Oh, thank you. That's right. Yeah. And then the floor falls beneath your entire body. Yes. That's what we want. Yeah. That's what we We want. Ride the wave right there. And I'm glad that helped somebody feel uh, a little less stuck the talking about the special thing. Cause I, I think it's such a common experience for people. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's weird because I think I'm, my feed isn't, I don't know if it's my iPhone. It, it was requesting I do an update on software, but I didn't. So. Oh, do you not see the feed? I hate it, it when that happens. It, it'll like start and stop actually, which I've never seen, but anyways. Mm. um yeah so so uh, i we can go over to the question mark box but should we just land on that today like our, yeah. our thing today is talking about how when when ocd likes to say and not that i'm trying to personalize ocd is or personify ocd is like this this character because it's just your mind but right. when your mind feeds you no no you can't possibly ignore this one. This yeah. one's different. This one's real. This one's important. Um, so maybe we can sort of stick on that for today. Yeah, this one's very real is a good one. And it is one of my favorite <laughs> invitation marks things about OCD. It's uh, yeah, it's always a fun ride. Okay, let's see. Question. And depending on how fused someone is with that thought. Mm-hmm we can have serious uh, run into serious dilemmas. Um, yeah. Would you say more about that? I think that could be helpful for people who are watching. Right. Is that it complicates things. If the insight is really low into this, you know, there's like a percentage, like I might ask a client, you know, from zero to a hundred percent, how much do you believe this thought to be true? And if they're giving me it like 99%, mm the chances of buy, getting them to buy in to do exposures is going to be pretty low. So yeah. it complicates things. The faster we learn to accept this uncomfortable feeling that's associated with letting go um, and accepting uncertainty, the better chances we have of moving quicker through it. Otherwise, it's just like trying to keep your head above water and you're just like, you know, barely staying afloat because there's so many compulsions going on. Right. Um, Because you're so, to your point, like that that term fused, which it comes from acceptance and commitment therapy for anyone who doesn't know, uh, with the thoughts, because the thoughts are essentially indistinguishable or hardly distinguishable from reality versus having an awareness of, oh, I had that thought. Oh, okay. That's it's words that happen in my mind. Now it could be true. It could be false. Like a book can be fact or fiction, right? Uh, or yeah, nonfiction, fiction. Yeah. You got where I was at. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Doesn't matter. Yeah. doesn't matter. It, yeah. <laughs> well, if it's not helpful, then the rumination doesn't matter. Yeah. Or the, or the checking doesn't matter that like if, Yeah. Yes. We always have to look at wh- whether or not it's, it, you know, first you can look at, well, is it likely to be true? And then, you know, even if it is, 
potential or it's always a potential, but if it's likely then, well, does it matter that I'm going to sit here and try to figure out how to deal with that thing? Cause it's going to happen one way or another. And you know, is it, is there something that I can even do about it is an important question. Right. It's like, if, if you're actually going, if all of this doesn't matter and because you're not, you're in an alternate universe and no one's real, then just damn it. Go live your best alternate universe self then. Oh yeah. That's it. I love it. My, yeah. I want to live my best alternative, uh, alternate reality self. Yes. That's, that's what I'm doing every day. Every damn day. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the question marks. Um, Let's see how to accept uncertainty. That's uh, pretty broad. (laughs) (laughs) The big question, which we can, we have a lot of different questions. I'm trying to see if we can hook any into this. um... Yeah. We try to keep it on topic as much as possible. Not like that wasn't on topic. We may come back to it, but yeah. Um, Let's see deal with OCD, create new intrusive thoughts every day. Let's see. That's a good one. That's totally connected to this one special. I think can OCD create new intrusive thoughts every day or are they always repetitive? Uh, Kelly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It can always come up in new ones. (laughs) (laughs) You're like Kelly, uh, all the time right? is like, this is just your brain's like, no, we don't accept uncertainty in this one anymore. Okay. This one. Okay. This one, this one. It's like, like just, running through all of the, like, yeah. just trying to, it's like that annoying kid brother. That's like, just, yeah. Know, poking Except you like, all the time. You're about to die or someone's going to die. Right. right. Um, but yeah, it's, that's, yes, that's the answer. And I love it when clients come in. I don't love it for them. But when they come in and they're like, you know, I have so many types of intrusive thoughts. And the reality is, is like, whoa, whoa, let's not get really impressed by how many types you have, because it's actually just one type, which is OCD. And your brain is just pulling constantly from different areas. So stop trying to make it more special than it is, because now we're now it's gotten more power. That's you know, that's not helping. Yeah. Well, cause that leads back to the fusion that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. The more importance that we give these thoughts, the more real they seem, or we think they are. And, uh, and on it goes versus right. if you do nothing about them, then in the, after a while you're like, Oh, it's, there's words again, and they might be anxiety provoking, but it's, there's some letters put together. (laughs) Yeah. I want to actually symbols actually symbols like, yeah. Like Stephen Hayes would say like the Plato's cave, right? It's Mm -hmm. the the images being projected instead of the actual things, but I'm actually going to start. I want, I want to work on something here with all of you and, and with you, Kelly, uh, I'm I'm thinking of like the Mickey Mouse song, the like who's the lead. (laughs) I'm gonna start doing that with thoughts. Okay. So when you know when a thought comes in, it's like, well, and then you have to think about how to spell it. So that (laughs) will take some brain power. But like you know, prefrontal. 
I-A-M-A-S-O-C-O-A-P-A-T-H. <laughs> Sociopath. <laughs> Sociopath. Sociopath. <laughs> yes, I love so that. There's a, there's a an interesting exposure idea. It's, I actually love that. It's good. <laughs> it's so good. But that really points to the fact that it's just a bunch of words, right? Like it's a bunch of letters and, you know. And also too is that, you know, when we get into this, it's special and all of that. And, oh my gosh, this is never going to go away because my content keeps jumping then we also get complications with depression, Mm. right? Like this helpless, hopeless place. So a second reason why we don't want to treat OCD special. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and can you, I, I think I know what you're talking about because I see this all the time too, but Mm. the depression component, like how do you see that, that factoring in that if, if there's this sort of onslaught and now you're getting this new content area, how, how do you see that uh, impacting somebody's potential depression? Right. Well, just because it feels like you're just getting hammered constantly and you feel like you're not get, getting under any ground under yourself and doing all this hard work and there's new content. Um, is this ever going to get better like this? And that could actually become its own obsession as well. Yes. As we've talked about many of times. Um, but yeah, it's just OCD is typically paired with depression, first of all, um, or depressive symptoms. Um, but it can complicate it if you're not truly accepting uncertainty across the board, right. Is like, we're not doing the exposures appropriately then either. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're not doing it enough. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that answers it. No, I I think you're spot on. Okay. That's, and uh, just recognizing, I I think back to that hopelessness piece, which is where it really tends to, right. Getcha. Because if you're, constantly having these new thoughts pop in and, and you're seeing them as these different entities that, you know, I'm, Oh, and now I have to figure out this whole new thing, right. This right. whole new mountain I've got to climb, right. That it does start to feel hopeless. And then you start to, um, the, the sense of mastery and the motivation to, to keep trying, um, tends to go down versus if you see it as like, Oh, this is my OCD getting desperate. It's just trying to throw, pull out hold. all the steps, the stops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I think is exactly what it is. It's like, oh, well, it's not getting you here. Let's try it here. Let's try it here. Uh, let's throw in the, it's special term, you know, that's like, <laughs> or, you know, this is never going to go away obsession. Yeah. Um, well, somebody, somebody said, I also have the feeling that this will just be my life and give it in the context of what we're talking about. Um, I imagine that, and uh, like, I won't presume to know exactly what this person's saying or thinking, but that if we're talking about depression, that just this sense that n- nothing will ever change the, the, the sort of hopelessness. And what's interesting is we're not looking for things to change. We're looking to change our response to them. Right. So if somebody was from the outside looking in and saying, 
oh, well, there all these OCD specialists keep talking about like thoughts and feelings don't go away, then it is always going to be like this. And therefore I'm always going to have this experience of it. And I think recognizing that those two things are not the same necessarily. Right. Right. No. Let's see. And I will look at the questions in the box. We can talk about generally how to accept uncertainty while I'm, I'm uh, looking through this list. If you, if you want, do you want to make any comments about how to accept uncertainty? So how do you accept uncertainty is like, if your brain, sorry, well, I, I accidentally picked one. Oh, (laughs) so let's let's address it. Let's address it. It says, um, can it trick you into feeling like you want to do something bad? And I, (laughs) (laughs) Kelly feels passionately Uh, about this one. Go Kelly. Yes. (laughs) I feel like the answer, we should get cue cards. It's like, I'll, I'll hold them. You can read them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Or whether or not you may have done something bad or you're going to do something bad or something bad already did happen and you don't even know about it. Yes. All the above. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, you know, tying it back into what we've been talking about where when it says, oh no, this one's different you or this one's special, you can see where that would be really tough because if somebody is saying like, oh, well, now it's telling me I might want to do something bad or that's the thought that I'm having. What if I do want to do something bad and it's different? Oh no, right? That's where it starts to build and become really challenging. Yeah, definitely. So, so go ahead. I interrupted your your uh, answer about uncertainty. Well, we'll both talk about it, but um, let's use this example is like someone's scared, right? I'm just going to hypothetically say that, you know, maybe a person, this is not uncommon to hear these types of questions, even in our own therapy sessions is, you know, is this common is the beginning of the question, right? For OCD to do blank, to make me feel like I want to hurt somebody, to question my identity, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then we say, yes, well, that gives reassurance that yes, for sure. And then that person goes, oh, this is definitely OCD then. Right. And and we're saying, we actually don't really want to do that. We actually want to say, yes, OCD can do that. And we have to accept that maybe this other truth could happen. And that's really the scary part. That's accepting uncertainty. That's choosing not to ruminate and trying to figure it out. That's choosing to say, maybe, maybe not. That's choosing to take your kid um, to Disneyland and not sit in the house, uh, avoiding your kid all day. Like that's right. saying, let's get closer to, or like risking quote unquote risking more like gambling more with whatever this theory is and get us closer to this recalibration state, which is uncertainty because all these other compulsions and all these other safety behaviors, they're done with this false belief that Mm -hmm. somehow you have the ability to control the outcome of everything. And you don't, you don't, you do not. All you have control over is how you respond to it. That is it. The rest we have to just truly accept 
it's there anyways. Like that, those behaviors are not helping you. Uncertainty is not going away. It's our birthright. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, birthright. The only, it's the only thing that's true, right? Yeah, is uncertainty. It's birth- it is. is real. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> like a tagleet. Yeah. Like I, I'm probably said that wrong. Um, no, I think you said it right. But yeah. Uh, in terms of, I, I'm wondering if somebody else could drop another, uh, like another subtype, because then we can talk about what accepting uncertainty with that subtype might look like. So if, yeah. if anyone's curious about a specific one, we could talk about relationship OCD, because somebody said, how does it look in relationships in the questions? Um, but yeah, uh, the the element, uh, to your point, it's there anyway. Is there anyway? It's not changing. Right. You're not going to get rid of uncertainty. Um, oh, POCD. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so it, the, whether you accept it or not is really the only choice that you have. Yeah. And when it makes sense to completely open to the, you know, the uncertainty, um, based on what's been happening, based on, you know, whether or not you've been successful at at finding uh, an answer or, you know, how much trying to find an answer has, has impaired your life. Um, Then uh, the thing about accepting uncertainty too, and then we can talk about POCD and and maybe even relationship OCD. um, uh, The thing about accepting uncertainty is that it's deceptively easy, right? It's the absence of something. It's like, just allow it to be there. So it's actually more not doing than it is doing. Right. Right. It's, it's more passive in a way. So like allowing for a feeling to be there, to make space for that feeling, to breathe in, to, uh, and then to move the heck on with your life. And I think, yeah. What were you well, saying? I was going to say, although I think at the very beginning, it's more work in terms of if it's, we're talking about like mental rumination, right? Like this idea that we have to redirect and refocus and say, okay, hold on. My brain wants, cause it just naturally just wants to go, wants to go, wants to figure it out. So we have to be very on guard and aggressive about staying present and saying, yeah, I totally. know you agree with all this, but yes. just to be clear to everybody, like if, if anyone thinks that it is easy to sit there and be like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. just not going to think about it. It's not, you are going to have to like, it's hard. I'm not going to write that in an exposure log, but I am going to teach somebody like come back and refocus. Like that's probably one of the hardest exposures to do. It is. It's is for me. And that's my response prevention. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. It is really, really challenging. Um, so it's not, I think my point is the acceptance of uncertainty, um, is not doing anything, but keeping yourself from picking up the, the quest to figure it out again, mm-hmm. right? Like to, to practice, that's an active engaged process. Definitely. Um, and not like in a distracting way, but in a, okay, well, how do I want to come back to my life and the things that are important to me? Uh, that is a practice and it, it is a, uh, words. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. So it's words fine. and letters, man. It's all words and letters. Symbols. Um, symbols. Uh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's Monday. That's good. December 6th. It is Monday because we're Actually, here. Actually, do you know what? It's St. It's Nicholas Day today. 
is it? Mm-hmm. It's the day that the um, that the saint who lived mm. somewhere in Scandinavia. <laughs> uh, this is why. Kelly left us again. No, oh, no. Dear Kelly, you've you gone. Here? You oh, hello. Yes. St. Nicholas got rid of me. Oh. Oh, what? Did you, I said St. Nick got rid of me. Why did he get rid of you? Well, he did not like us talking about him obviously. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I Proceed. get it. I get it. Um anyway, yeah, it's the, I think the day that he died um and he actually used to make toys anonymously and like leave them out for, mm. for people in need, which is kind of like, it's just a neat story. But anyway, I digress. Somebody did ask in the feed if, if we uh, see people in Florida and we both do actually. Uh, it's one of the States that we are allowed to work in. But mm-hmm. um, so back to this question of accepting uncertainty when it comes to POCD, Let's let's have a little back and forth here, Kelly. Sure. I'm I'm gonna have I'm gonna be playing the role of somebody with POCD, <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. you could either way. No, no, that's good. Do it. Okay, okay. I like when I get really exposed about how I'm a terrible therapist. Proceed. Oh, cool. Yes. Go. Exposure hour. So, um, but I'm I'm really. I have, I have these thoughts and like, if I, if I look at a kid, you know, like sometimes, sometimes I'm, I think I feel something in my groin and does that mean something? I mean, maybe that means something about me, but, but how do I accept uncertainty about that? That seems really like a bad idea. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt somebody. Well, first of all, the good news is your groin's working, which is fabulous. So there's that. Okay. We we good. have some a little certainty, right? On that part. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's something's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you you haven't done it thus far, right? You're really bad at being a pedophile. There, that's the truth, right? Those are the facts of the situation. So until you are one, you aren't. But yeah. Ultimately, we have to accept that even though it's really uncomfortable and it comes with lots of feelings and emotions and sensations and groinal responses, we have to accept that it's possible you could. And we're going to do that by getting you closer to, instead of avoiding, these triggers. And mm-hmm. we're going to get you lined up on a functional exposure. So if you're avoiding your nephew, or your niece, we're going to go to their house and we're going to play with them. And we're going to say in our mind, I may or may not be a pedophile. I may or may not be aroused by them. Mm-hmm. Amp up the uncertainty. Yeah. Sorry, I, I dropped my role. As... No, that's okay. I think that the role is <laughs> complete. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many ways to approach this, but that's... that. No, that's it. That's it. Um, and... and uh, if I were that client, the one thing that probably would have happened at one point is I probably would have been like, but I really like, I don't want to do oh, that oh, yeah. or well, at least oh, I don't I think I want to do it. Right. Like yeah. that's, that's yeah. where it starts to become. So, you know, obviously it, it goes without saying that these, these thoughts are ego dystonic, right? They're, they're upsetting to the individual. Well, and then you can have obsessions about whether or not they're ego dystonic. Right. But, uh, but yeah, crushed it. 
All right. Cool. Can we, can we switch roles and you, you tell me like you're a person with relationship OCD and I'm going to tell you how to accept uncertainty. Yeah. So it's, hopefully this is helpful for people. <laughs> tell us if it's so, not. <laughs> we require positive feedback or negative is what she said. <laughs> what I'm saying is we're unwilling to accept uncertainty about whether or not this is helpful for you. Sorry. Anyway, we are. we're going to accept yeah. uncertainty. Okay. So, so don't give it to us. Don't tell us. Okay. <laughs> so I'm in a relationship with okay. somebody and I've noticed that other people are, I'm attracted to other people and, mm. you know, maybe more attracted on some d- levels, varying degrees. Mm. And I don't like the way my partner talks. I just don't like the way his cadence is. I just don't, nothing about him talking is gross. (laughs) You're crushing this. Go ahead. Which by the way, that's not the case in reality. I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh no. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. It's not about you. Yeah. It's not about you. Um, and other people are, I'm attracted to them more. I'm not sure if this is the right relationship for me, you know, like it's never been an issue until the last year. Mm. Like there, this has to be real because it's been fine for 15 years until now. Like, why would it just randomly happen like this? Well, I I think first of all, of course it's real. It sounds like there are moments when you are annoyed. Oh, uh, maybe I, maybe I should. That was a really no no. That was good. That. that was good. But like uh, the that you're to be funny. I, <laughs> I know tilt. Um, first of all, it, it is real that you're frustrated in moments, or that you're annoyed in moments, or even that you're attracted to other people in moments. Um, but it sounds like you're having a really hard time accepting uncertainty about what that means about your relationship. And so, what we're what we're going to try and do here is that if, if all of the signs point to you love your partner and, and if if we can look at what you're wanting out of a relationship, you know, is it, is being 100% attracted to your partner above everyone else at all times, an important component to you and having a relationship is, is, should that, you know, weigh out other things like, uh, consistency or right. Not to get too into the content here, but I, I think it's important to recognize, right. That. Yeah. Yeah. No. I just, I'm breaking everybody. I, I know. I just, I'm comparing myself a lot. I'm comparing him with these other people like all uh-huh. the time. So it makes it really hard to accept that because. Well, yeah. And I hear you and you're going to want to figure it out. That's we're back to that desire to eliminate the uncertainty about whether or not this person is the best fit for you. And you can't know that there are almost 8 8 billion people on this planet. We cannot know that that's the best fit for you. So we don't, we'll never know. So I think we'll never know, but, but here's the thing Um. you, you can (laughs) accept and tolerate the discomfort that comes with not knowing. Right. Yeah. So where do you feel you, you just made a sound, right? That where, where, where do you feel the, that discomfort in your body? Like, where do you feel it? Uh, my chest. Okay. So what does it feel like in your chest? Tight. 
tight, like somebody's squeezing it or like there's a weight on it or it's like constricting so that I can't, yeah. Like an anaconda. Cause I can't catch my breath. Okay. So it's like starting to like pull in basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So is it okay to have that feeling right now? It's going to have to be, I guess, because I, I think can't it's, change it. You can't change it. You can't get rid of it. So let's, let's try like breathing in and making space for the fact that there's tightness. So take a deep breath into your nose and out through the mouth. Now I want you to imagine with the next inhale, deep breath that you could make space for the tightness. So if you could inflate the area with every in-breath around your chest, not to relax the chest, but in order to make space for the fact that there's tightness. And in and out and et cetera. Now, okay. yeah, like you get the point. That's so it. that's that's kind of, I love how I was coming in and out of our little role play. <laughs> I was like, I oh, know. No. Kelly's like sticking with this. She's in it. I'm liking this. I don't Um, know. I'm just, you did a great job, but you know, like to your point when I was doing it is that we are, I can tell you that we can almost predict to, uh, to a T what the next cue will be for OCD, right? Like then that person will say like, well, how do I know I love them? Well, how do I know that? Um, this is the right relationship, just like Lauren had predicted would happen, right? Like those are all the, this is, we know it's game. I know that's the thing it is. It's like chess and we know the different moves that, that the, the other player likes to, yeah, likes to play. Um, but all, all of that to say, if we come back to this initial, our favorite things about OCD or least favorite things or whatever, (laughs) um, this, this idea that it's special or it's different this time, you know, like this time I'm having thoughts about whether or not I'm, you know, attracted to children. I can't possibly just accept uncertainty about that. Or this time I'm having thoughts about the validity of my entire relationship. And I'm like, uh, and whether or not I should live my life in this way. I can't, I can't treat that flippantly. I can't, essentially with the, you know, response prevention with the acceptance of uncertainty, it's leaving that question dangling out in the freaking air. (laughs) I know. It's like, oh, sure. You just want me to leave it there when I've done everything I can to make sure that I know that this isn't going to happen. Like, yeah. Yeah, You know how I feel about that? Yeah. (laughs) But ultimately, um, that's, that's the way. And even if your OCD or your anxiety is saying this time it's different and you're going to ignore it and this horrible thing's going to happen. It's, it's down to, okay, well maybe Maybe. that horrible thing is going to happen. I don't know, but I really have to get back to, uh, washing the dishes and I can't live my life life like this anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, what time are we at? Yeah, uh, we're at, we're at time. We're at it's one thirty. Yeah. Oh wow, that went quick. I know. Thank you all for joining us today. Yes. We really appreciate it. And if we didn't get to your question, it's probably because, in part, you know, the uh, we do try to stay on topic or keep it around these clusters, so that when people come back to rewatch, there's 
you know, they know kind of, oh, well, this is something that I'm grappling with. And I'd like to, I'd like to learn more about that. Uh, we do take requests. If you are interested in us exploring a topic on here in the future, uh, you can direct message us. You can also uh, submit uh, ideas on our website. So we'll have yeah. some, uh, some news in that arena coming out in the next couple weeks. Yeah. We have a website. We do. It's true. <laughs> Purelyocd.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank yeah. you thank for joining. You. And, and thank you, friend. Thank you. Thank you, friend. Thanks for being the best always. You're the best. I'm so glad that we get to, to fight OCD together. Personally and professionally. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's key. Okay. Everyone have a wonderful week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you would like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD.